0: Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host Natalie Kwa to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality one earthling at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. It's so good to be here today. I have a very ultra special guest that I'm so excited to sit with for many reasons, and I think it will come up on the podcast. This is Laura Laura Powers. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. I am... I'm at Rob Republic. We are sitting at Rob Republic right now in New Orleans, and Laura has been here before. You have done workshops here and yeah. seen clients here, and this is how what how many times is your so third visit So this is my here? third
1: time here yeah. to Rob Republic, and I've been to New Orleans a bunch of times because I've come here uh, many times for paranormal investigation. So wow. obviously, there's a lot happening in that whole world yeah. here in New Orleans. <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. I know. It's that's that's why also I also was just asking you about, you know, the houses. I mean, here it's the intent, the energy's intense for yeah, what you do. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I actually have a lot of house clearing clients here yeah. I tend to get pulled back here um for that and there's a lot of what I just call supernatural activity. Uh-huh. So there's so, a lot of light and dark and it's yeah. just all very strong here.
0: <laughs> that's all. And we're going to get a little more into that cuz okay, I'm great. very interested in that topic um And in New Orleans as well. But I would like to first start, just because some people might not know exactly what we do, what what you do, or we're here today. Can you give just a little overall? Because I spoke with you yesterday, and you were telling me how you're traveling so much now. You used to live in Los Angeles for a while. And so you've been this. You're an author as well of books. So why don't you give as a little background of like your career what you're doing now
1: sure so i started as a child seeing and sensing ghosts so that's essentially what got me into this and i sensed other things too but i was very confused about it growing up i thought maybe I was crazy because other people didn't see what I did. And I could tell because they didn't react to what I was sensing. But also, I remember asking my mom when I was probably about seven years old if she saw things and I knew based on her response that she didn't know what I was talking about. So, I just ignored it and did my best to block it out. And it wasn't until... I Was actually in college that a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen but never told anybody about. That I was like, okay, you know, I don't think you can see my hallucinations, so I think it's real. Which was
0: when you were a child, sorry yeah, to interrupt, over, okay. how, how old when you feel like you were sensing stuff? Oh, ever since, since
1: yeah, the you beginning, can remember. yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and sometimes I see things in the physical plane, and sometimes I see things just clairvoyantly, like in my mind's eye. So it's a combination of those things. But I had, you know, growing up, like night terrors, or you know, at least that's what they. They were described where I basically would wake up and see lots of things in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a child that has that, it's it's very common. You know, when you're a child, you tend to be more psychically open, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times people just miss things as nightmares or things like that when there's actually some psychic element more. going on. Yeah, wow. yeah. So basically, I just tried to shut it out and ignore it. You know, came college time, it got really strong. Finally acknowledged that it was real. So, because, your
0: friend described.
1: Right, this ghost. And so, I had never told anybody. He was storing some things in my parents' garage came to get them, saw this ghost, like walked right up to him. And then he described this ghost to me, which was a ghost that had been harassing me for (laughs) for quite some time. And so at that point, I, you know, acknowledged that it was real, but I was still pretty scared. And I didn't at that time have any teachers in my life. And it's really different now with the internet. Like at that time, even though the internet was there, like it's so much more developed now. Like now there's boards and people can find out about things and google search you know it's just so different than it was then and so I did the only thing that I knew how to do which was to basically try to block it all out so I just said I don't see anything I don't hear anything La 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 la. like you know <laughs> just try to keep it at bay and I was fairly successful in the sense that I I did for the most part stop sensing things but the problem is it was all still there like I wasn't really dealing with it I was just choosing not to see you're just kind of
0: like blocking it Exactly.
1: And so, fast forward many years, and I also was not listening to myself. I I got into work that was very kind of practical and logical. I was in political science. I got my master's in poli-sci. I worked in higher education. And I was pretty shut down creatively and intuitively at that point. And then I got into pretty intense marriage. And then many years later, I I was at a situation where my life was in crisis. I was in this uh, what had turned into a very unhealthy marriage. I was physically sick. I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now. I was on sleeping pills. I had all these medical problems. And I was just really at a loss. Like I had lived my life the way I thought that you were kind of supposed to, and it was a total disaster. At least that's how it felt to me at the time. And so I went to a psychic just looking for guidance because I was really lost. And she said, well, when you shut out your psychic intuitive gifts you shut out what you needed to know too which made sense and of course I hadn't told her that I'd done that you know so cuz she was psychic and so she just knew so at that point I said about the process of psychically opening back up and taking classes and connecting with those gifts so that is a great part of what I do now. But as I've gone through this process, I've also kind of reconnected with my creative aspect. And by the way, intuition and creativity are extremely connected. So now I do the psychic work. Um, while I was building my psychic business, I was making my living as an actress in theater. I'm, I'm a, a writer. writer. I do modeling. Yeah. I'm a singer. I write songs. Oh wow! This is so yeah. So awesome. now um, you know, still the bulk of my business is the psychic work, but it all feeds in in other areas. So I write about my psychic work, for example, both in terms of fiction and nonfiction. And yeah, it's this really fascinating Can you experience. tell
0: us, um, the,
1: the, how many books do you have? So I have six that are released right uh-huh. now. I have another that's fully written, and I decided to hold off on releasing oh, probably gosh. be around the holidays. And then one that I, another one um, that I'm getting ready to release this next month that's on writing a book how yeah. to write a book, because in this process, I've learned how to write a book, yes. and and there's so many people that I, I've gotten psychic the message that would really benefit from writing, yeah. and they just... I want to
0: talk more about yeah. that book, okay, too, great. but let's get back to it in a little bit. So those books that you have published, the six, what are yeah. the titles of them? I'm oh, interested. Sh-
1: oh, sure. Yeah, so my first book really lays out my personal journey And what I went through to become a psychic. It's called Life in the Afterlife Notes from a Medium, an Angel Communicator. So it talks about growing up, you know, because, like, for example, my first memories of the other side. So I talk about that and then I talk about some things that I've learned through my work as a psychic. My second book is called Angels How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance. And that book is entirely about angels how to know they're around, how to ask for help, how they communicate with us. And it's super helpful just in life, just to understand that, because they're constantly talking with us, guiding us, giving us information, but a lot of people aren't aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so once you sort of learn their language, then that can That's really help funny. with that, tapping That was in.
0: actually going to be one of my questions to you, <laughs> but there's a whole book on that, so I can just yeah, get the book. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's laid out. It's very straightforward. I give you know real-life examples for myself and clients, and then there's you know some basic information on several archangels in there as well so that you can call on. And then my third book was called Diary of a Ghost Whisperer, <laughs> and it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's it's basically the kind of ghosty paranormal uh, stories and information. So talking about um, different interactions I've had with ghosts, how, again, how to work with them, how to know they're around and how to protect yourself or clear a space. Um, So sometimes you might need some professional support if it's kind of a major situation, but a lot of stuff people can handle on their own with a little bit of guidance and support in terms of information. And then I wrote a book about manifesting called Angels and Manifesting, and a book called Diary of a Psychic, which is about different intuitive aspects I talk in there about diet for people that are psychic sensitive and empathic I talk about past lives I talk about psychic attacks so basically just like all different kind of unusual aspects of being a psychic and then my last book is called supernatural survival guide and that is kind of a Halloween supernatural yeah book and it's fun and it's it's broken down where you can look up a different type of supernatural creature and then like how to know they're around how to protect yourself and then stories about them as well what is a psychic attack? Psychic attack is when you're literally getting attacked energetically, but not physically. So most people, of course, you know, are going to tell if, if someone's physically attacking you; it's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. But there, that can happen on an energetic level, and it can be very real and serious. But a lot of people aren't aware. They might feel the effects of it, but not understand what's going on.
0: Would it be like uh, a group of people thinking bad about you? Or mm-hmm. it, what is it?
1: Like? Yeah, it could be any number of things. So just like you could, you know, get physically attacked. By one person or group, or it could be a person or not even a person. Like there are things I call dark entities, which are non, you know, human energy beings that I think of as like energy parasites that can also attack a person on an energetic spiritual level. And sometimes there's actually physical phenomenon that'll connect with that. Like this is when you hear about people getting scratches or bruises, you know, where there's no physical cause and one of the most common you
0: can get sick
1: you can get exactly you can certainly get sick certainly nauseous or like sick to your stomach or even like a physical illness can manifest as a result of it as well and one very common thing if you're if you're listening um, and think this might be happening is getting a headache an unexplained headache Unexplained headache, unexplained pain Interesting so, Yeah, so a lot of people will have this And it can, again, it can be uh, someone that you know Or it can be just one of these beings
0: That somehow they kind of latched on to you For right. X, Y, Z reason It could be karmic could be
1: anything. It could be lack of energy boundaries yes. It could be you went somewhere where they were
0: Ooh. You know so. I am so happy you just <laughs> said lack of energy boundaries oh, yeah. because I actually just had a conversation about this with Sheena yesterday. And it's. Yeah. As I've been thinking about this a lot because um, I feel that I am not afraid anymore of certain houses or afraid, whatever it right. is. And the reason is because I feel like the past maybe really I've been doing I've, I've also been in this path of healing and yoga for, you know, many, many years, like, I don't know, 20 years since I was a kid or more that I've been doing this. But just lately, the past maybe couple of years yeah. or three, I've really felt like, okay, I finally am learning how to align yeah. with the light. Good. Align yeah. with the light. So which <laughs> means like... And I wanted to to bring this up because I wanted to talk to you about that a little. And just, like, if you are aligned and you are grounded and in your space, you can literally create this sort of, you know, I don't know if it's a bubble, how you'd call it, but energetically, like, I feel protected Yeah. with my inner light that I'm Mm -hmm. like, yes, you're there, whatever it is, and, you know— God bless you or you're in your <laughs> path or whatever it is but right. and I get it but I'm not going you're not going to come into, through my chakras or in my energetic field. I am keeping you there. right
1: yeah so a lot of the problems that I had and the struggles that I had when I was young were because I had no basically no energy boundaries.
0: I didn't either. I mean, and
1: and this is, I mean, it's just not something we're taught. So unless you just on a soul level, exactly, me either, kind of, no, I didn't. And so I basically was like an open house for whatever. And in my case, the actual spirits would try to get in my body. Like they tried to possess me and like take over. I mean, it was traumatic. This Uh, is real. (laughs) Yeah. And so as soon as I understood this, Aspect yeah. that changed immediately, I mean, it was like a light switch going on, like bam, you know, because suddenly I understood that I could say no, and that I, that I in fact needed to in order to stop this sort of thing from happening. So there, there's many people that I think have no awareness of their. I own think boundaries. a lot of
0: people, and You're this right. is this mm-hmm. is something that. I guess that's what I mean but I've been thinking about it. I feel like kind of a calling to help yeah. people learn how to align with themselves, how to ground and align with the light so that they can always right you know exist and function f- from a space of just you have your boundaries and when I was a kid I was I had so many uh experiences like 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 you. Yeah. And so I didn't know how to handle it, you right. know. Now I had like <laughs> nightmares and I had hearing voice and i get really scared for a while and in my in my my particularly my mother and just like to like she's she's not gonna maybe she'll hear this but whatever it's okay it's all good she was like i don't want you to 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 handle this right. anymore i don't yeah. want you to talk to others i don't want you i want you to kind of like close that channel right. so i did what you were saying like that i completely just shut was down. like shut it down yeah. It's but then I felt like that I wasn't I also was neglecting a part of my own self. Well yeah,
1: it's kind of yeah. like if if you're seeing scary stuff and you decide just not to see. I mean like <laughs> it's still helpful, yeah. you know, to know what's there and there's beautiful things too. Yeah. And so it's much better overall I think to learn how to have boundaries with it instead Mm -hmm. of just stopping it completely
0: and the yo you know I was like you you danced too right Mm -hmm. so I was a dancer and then the yoga asana like the poses that was acceptable and somehow you know I went to college and all that but became a yoga teacher and I love yoga but I always kind of neglected this healing side and it wasn't until about Three, four years ago that I said, you know what? I need to get back to that because already I feel like it's happening in my class. People, a lot of people on my podcast come to my classes. I deal with energy work shifting and energy transformation all the time. But if for some reason it was something that I felt like I couldn't go there. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what? I'm neglecting a part of myself. I need to be honest with myself and I need to allow The channels to open and the communication and just to be who I am embrace the totality of who Natalie is which I am a yoga teacher and I am a Mm -hmm. healer and I am a dancer and I am you know whatever many things (laughs) and so a pet parent and so on but that so now I've been actually so then I opened those channels and then after that it was a matter of like you know how how to handle all this energetic field and now i'm trying to find ways to be open and handle and i, I do reiki sessions on people so i have patients and i mean yeah my clients that i see and I, you know, I say prayers and I just try to try to every day go to nature. So I was yeah. gonna ask you. Okay, first I gotta tell you something real quick. This is why I'm telling you all this. I out of all of my interviews, I never wrote anything down to ask people. Never. Oh, right. But this morning, <laughs> I always yeah. just like go with the flow. But this morning, I was having coffee and I had this huge like voice in my head that was just like. You got to ask her this. You got to ask her this. So I So I put like, you know, there's like five little things there that we need to talk. But it's the first time. And I'm like, hmm. So something out there wants these questions to be asked to you. And then I'm going to tie it up with a book, too.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. And my sense is that there are some people that would benefit from hearing these questions. Mm -hmm. And so... It so kind of came through you to yeah. ask them. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and for me to share in yeah. this way. Yeah. And thank you so much yeah, for sharing. You're and welcome. I feel you are very um Very kind Mm. with your time and with your energy and with the world. (laughs) I really do. Because you do. You have like energetically, you can feel that when you're around you. And it's just so (laughs) wonderful that you have a gift and that you have decided to share with the world and everyone. And even sitting down with me and other podcasts that you have done. And you have your own podcast.
1: Yeah. Right? What's your podcast name? My podcast is called Healing Powers Podcast. I actually have several, but that's the one that's on health and spirituality.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. just so wonderful that you are giving that energy out. And thank so you. thank you You're for welcome. doing that. But what I was gonna okay, so back to I think this is gonna tie it up with what I was saying. Can you tell people like the power of prayer?
1: Oh my gosh, it is so important and it is a, a concept that's almost universal in terms of world culture, is this idea of asking you know and and so that you can receive but it's important because if you don't ask first of all it's important to, to make it clear for even yourself but also if you don't ask then it, it's very difficult to receive what you want so on a physical level there's a lot of things that we get and we do automatically physically but we don't do it on an energetic spiritual level yet so you wouldn't just go to a restaurant and just you know whatever you bring, right? I mean, everyone would go and they like they ask for something special where you know mm-hmm. they wanted this salad and this yeah. dressing and whatever. Like
0: you'd be like, hey, waiter, just anything. Yeah, ex- <laughs> but that's
1: kind of what's happening spiritually in terms of our lives. And obviously, you know, even food, which doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, we would not like that if just whatever you know here's some <laughs> snails or you know whatever you know got brought to you. Yeah. Right? But that's kind of what happens on a, a bigger level in terms mm-hmm. of manifesting in the world. So. When you ask, it clarifies what you want, a lot, you know, puts it out there to the universe. And then it also gives permission for your angels and spirit guides to actually shift things and intervene on your behalf. So uh, you may be kind of heading one way in terms of your energy and where it's going. But if you say, Hey, I want this, it may you know, then they can shift it and bring something completely different than what might automatically be coming your way.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of my teachers that I study with, her name is Marion Williamson. Oh, yeah, she's you great. Her. She's yeah. great. She always says, five minutes that you spend with spirit in the morning, in the so beginning valuable. of your day, it will completely change, you know? Yeah. And so I was thinking about that because I was thinking of what we were saying of protection. And then I was thinking of the houses in New Orleans. And so how right. New Orleans is such an old city right. I mean it's been around forever these yes. houses and a lot of people say these houses hunted I used to live above my studio which is a old New Orleans house and I we had some ghost situation happen there I had a couple people come clean the house like two times wow. and yeah but it, the spirit the last time that I touched base I actually talked about it in one of my last podcasts it was more like because I had a pendulum Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was just asking questions. It was and I was just like, okay, well, you're just there. Like because yeah. it was I don't know. I knew it was a human being because it told me it was a human being when I asked. Yeah. But then and I was with us in a session with other people. But right. then I was just like, you know what? It's okay. You're this is in my house. It's like I lived above because right. I was like, it's okay for me because it's you're just there and okay you know maybe like had I gotten somebody like you I don't know maybe you would (laughs) have fixed it but it wasn't the case but my point is what I did is I always had fresh flowers I always had candles I always saged my space we had the yoga downstairs the oming and I was and I always felt really strong in my center because I woke up and I prayed and I start my day in gratitude and I have my practice and so it's just like you know it's not going to come to me. It's not yeah. going to take over me right. or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of spirits in the houses in New Orleans, right? I mean...
1: Yeah, so there's an interesting thing with why some places are more supernatural or paranormal than other places. And I actually just recently shot an episode of the Jet Set TV, which is a travel show where we talked about... I would love to see ...supernatural it. cities. Okay, great. I can share a link with you. And it's just for short, like four little minute segment, but essentially some cities based on a, a variety of reasons have way more activity than others and one has to do with you know literally what's happened there you know any place where there's been trauma or a lot of death or a struggle you know, there's more likely to be paranormal or supernatural activity. So, New Orleans, you know, it's like, okay, yellow fever, civil war,
0: you know. So, are just we a talking about happened. like beings that for some reason couldn't find the light or whatever? That, so, so, they're where that, they can't transcend or what?
1: That's part of it. Um, so, anytime there are more ghosts or earthbound spirits which is what you're talking about then that is a factor Um, and also when they're around there's more likely a, a bigger percentage of dark entities or you know demons or you know other dark beings because if someone is in a lot of pain and struggle even if they're Only in spirit form and they don't have a body, even if they're a ghost, there are still entities that can feed on that because they feed on energy. So they don't even need the body, That's what I was
0: going to ask because I know some people might be thinking about this too. Why would these whoever entities want to, to, you know, why do they thrive on human beings?
1: Yeah. So a lot of them, again, I think of them as like energy parasites and they literally just feed on certain types of energy. energy. So there are some that feed on pain, some that feed on sadness, some that Feed you know, on anger, you know? And then they just go wherever the food is, you know. So when there's a lot of ghosts that are in that mindset or emotional set state, then they go there too. And so they kind of go hand in hand. Now, not all ghosts are in that intense emotional state, but at the very least, there's still at least a little bit of like not letting go. That's happening.
0: Would you have a little um, advice for, you know, a lot of us live in New Orleans or whatever sure. cities that if they if anybody's listening now that feels, oh, I might have some, is there like something they could yeah. do?
1: I'll give the prayer that I give then mm-hmm. that I call on the angels with. And then I recommend burning sage as a follow-up, as a good like physical clearing Why tool. Why is
0: sage so good?
1: Um, sage is really good for its clearing properties. Like it just helps shift energy and release kind of stagnant old energy. So it's good for clearing specifically. There are other things that bring in kind of light healing energy, like sweet grass or Palo Santo, maybe some people are familiar with. But I usually do that like in conjunction with the, the prayer. And the prayer is, I, I invite Archangel Michael, is really good. Archangel Raphael is another one. Um, Shamuel and Azrael and Jophiel. Uh, if you can just remember one, just Michael, is great. I ask them to clear any beings that are not of delight, take them into the light, back to wherever it is that they belong or permanently away from you know wherever it is that I, myself in the space, and then ask for also any energy residues or attachments to be released as well. So that's a really great prayer.
0: Super powerful.
1: Yeah. And that just helps to clear anything that's kind of non-human. Um, and then if there is a, a ghost, they do have free will. So When I'm doing my ghost whispering work, what I uh, like people to know is I can't force them to go anywhere. I mean excuse me to like cross over but what I can do is open up the light and I'm getting that a lot of the listeners can do this as well you can just visualize and intend for the light to open which is like a gateway or portal to the other side that's so cool yeah. and then then just invite that spirit to cross over and sometimes they just need a little you know reassurance that it's going to be okay Um, one of the things that I will tell them if they're unsure is like look if you go over there and you want to come back you can which is true but It's true, but uh, once they go in the light, they're in the light, and they usually don't want to come back, or if they do, they just visit. They're not, it's not going to be that same thing. Um, but sometimes that's all that they need to hear is like, oh, okay, it's not like a you know, closed, permanently closed door, I can like come back if I should desire to, and then also letting know it's okay that they're not going to go to hell because that's another big one. There's a lot of spirits that are trapped here that are in fear. Of like going to hell, and then <laughs> and then they get stuck, because you know instead of moving on to the other side, they just decide to just hold off, just out of the fear of that possibility. So letting know that that isn't going to happen, they're going to be safe, and then um, inviting any loved ones or, or angels that can help them in their transition is helpful as well.
0: Wow, thank you. You're welcome. And you, you'll share that. I mean, you'll have a link or something to a prayer. Oh,
1: well, uh, just what I gave what just now, just said, and yeah. th- that is in my book, Diary of a Ghost Whisperer. Okay, so there's a lot more details on that particular process if people want to read that book Do and that. learn more. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, I was listening to one of your podcasts this morning, and you were talking about how the angels are so forgiving and oh, that how we yeah. can always call Absolutely. upon them yes. and <laughs> that you have a very special connection with angels. You work with angels. A I lot, do. Right?
1: Yeah, I've always um, felt a strong connection with them. And then there's some really funny things that happen. Like first of all, people have always called me angel and things like that. Like I've always like even personally felt that. But I was at a museum in Boston. It's called the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. And it was the strangest thing. I was in this museum, which was like looking at this painting that was from like the 1500s. And I was like, I know that guy. And it was Archangel Michael. (laughs) I mean, that's literally like, who is that? Like, I know that person. It was really bizarre. So that was my first kind of inkling of like this being significant, you know, and really personal. Uh, And then uh, interestingly, as I had already gotten into my work and I was writing my second book, which is about angels. And I was studying angelology or the hierarchy of angels and the study of angels and i learned that there's an order of angels called the powers angels and powers is my last name and oh when i oh my god yeah so our names are very meaningful and when i looked at the like description of what the powers angels do it was so much of like what i do cuz part of what the powers angels do is make sure that souls get to where they go they like monitor the celestial byways and i was like hmm, that's kind of like my job description it was <laughs> so interesting so yeah you know it's just fascinating that with is all that
0: fascinating yeah Okay. And then you said fairies, not so much. They're a little mischievous. They right? are. Yeah. And I so- do work
1: with. Fairies sometimes, yeah, I had too. that on my notes.
0: Fairies. Yeah. I love fairies. Yeah. My uh, godchild lives in Topanga Canyon. Oh, yeah. And the last time okay. I went to visit her, she said, Lots of Oh, fairies the there. fairies are over here. Come <laughs> see the fairies. I'm like, what well, fairies, uh, Pearl? She's so cute. But yeah, there's fairies everywhere there. And yeah. So, absolutely.
1: Different kinds.
0: Tell me about fairies. I yeah.
1: love Yeah. Oh, fairies. Fairies are, uh, you know, in terms of the, like, the longer history of humans in the world, They, at one point, I believe, shared this plane with us. um, And then there was some problems with humans. And they basically retracted into their own plane and they still come and cross over into ours. And they are very protective. So if they let you see them or connect with them, that's special because they basically decided a lot of humans aren't to be trusted <laughs> because of some of these things mm-hmm. that have happened. And if you want to learn more about this, I actually did a whole podcast episode on fairies and channeling fairies. I,
0: I heard it. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. so I can share that on okay, my great. show notes. Great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so now they still are, you know, kind of here when they want to be and they still connect with people that they think are, you know, safe and maybe But I maybe thought can it was them. really
0: funny when you said on your podcast, oh, they sometimes will hide something oh, or they'll sure. do little tests. They for can you. be
1: mischievous yeah. and like, yeah, if you do something that they don't like, you you may find out um about it. Yeah. <laughs> and some they of like them to, they like to play little tricks sometimes. Little
0: tricks. Yeah. So cute. but and some also
1: can just be playful. Yeah. I mean
0: <laughs> And then some of them might even look like Tinker Bell. Oh like, yes. I've heard that you're like yes. the second person that tells me that that we, and I, the other oh, person yeah. works with fairies too, and and she's yeah. an energetic healer. She's like some of them just looks like Tinkerbell.
1: The ones that I've seen the most commonly yeah. are look like Tinkerbell, <laughs> and it's like a little ball of light, and the ball of light can be different colors. Yeah, um, but then there's like a little figure inside the ball of light that you can see. And they're small, like I'm talking like the whole ball of light, you know, maybe like hand-sized or something. Um, So, yeah, pretty little. And then inside the figure is even smaller. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but they can also be larger. There's all kinds. There's so many.
0: It's it's so interesting, you know, when we start really thinking outside of the three D the box. So many right. different, and you you have your book, the Halloween theme one yeah. that has a lot of different, um, right? You know, yeah, I talk about, about fairies in there, yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, vampires. So yeah. uh, there's so many different kinds of beings, you know, extraterrestrial angels. Like there's so we're we're really sharing the space with so many different beings. I don't know why we have this thing that we think it's like some of us, you know, that's just us. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I think it's in some ways for a lot of people more comfortable to think of it that way. And I, and I get it. Uh, But yeah, between extraterrestrial and extraterrestrial means like not of this planet, Mm -hmm. but generally speaking of this plane Mm -hmm. and extradimensional is a whole other level, which is, you know, a different plane, but it could be in this World, meaning in this geographic place but a different dimension and so that gets really complicated but a lot of times there's something that people think of as extraterrestrial when really it's extra dimensional or vice versa so it's like quite
0: complex very sounds extra uh, dem- extra dimensional, dimensional. yeah yes.
1: although there could be some that are from a different planet t- t- <laughs> that are also extra dimensional you know yeah. right so it gets complicated
0: yeah wow <laughs> it's so interesting yeah that is so yeah
1: cool. I think so too and there's a lot of one of the things I found if you're curious about this topic is that there's been a lot of confusion between um, fairies and jinn um, in western terminology we call them genies um, but this sort of traditional term is jinn and that's d-j-i-n-n and a lot of beings that I think of as jinn are sometimes labeled as fairies hmm
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll definitely look that up. So the past like couple of years or three years, we even mentioned yeah. that yesterday, that even though these topics were like, well, not everybody's comfortable. However, it seems that there is a shift going on. Right. And to me, it seems like... I just noticed through my teachings of, you know, with my students and my teacher trainings or my public classes, uh, my clients, so much has shifted the past two, three years that has really opened so many doors and have given me permission to to do more of what I want to do and explore different realms. And I think there is a planetary thing, shift going on. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I think there's been a huge shift in consciousness and... If you're um, familiar with the Schumann resonance, I don't know if you've I am heard not. of that. I'll so that's a, basically the uh, vibration of the planet, of mm-hmm. the earth itself. And there's been these huge spikes those last few years where it's shot up like higher, like way higher than it's ever been. And if you're empathic and you feel kind of intense or heavy, a lot of times it's when these shifts are happening. And what's happening is that I think it's actually a good thing. The, the vibration of the planet is literally shifting up, but anything that's out of alignment with that higher vibration that is then showing up like really strong. Because
0: at the same time, what a crazy time in our planet.
1: Right, right. And so it's I do think that a lot of the things that are happening are ultimately for the good, even though yeah. it feels intense. And, and a lot of times it's like... You know, it gets brighter, and then you can see the darkness that's there. You even said
0: something uh, about the darkness, and like when there's a there's a dark after a dark period, there's usually the light comes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, there's there's a big connection. I've noticed a pattern for myself that a lot of times when things kind of feel really to intense and kind of bad, you know, <laughs> I put bad in quotes here, um, that often there's something really positive that's coming yeah. around the corner. and sometimes that's because these things are purging out. You know,
0: st- That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, we yoga in yoga a lot of times. The way I see it, and I teach my students is to work with the breath and the movements, and yeah. really kind of like flushing everything out. Right. You know, it's a it's like the flow. So right. we let go of all which doesn't serve you any longer, and inhale love and light, and really kind of stay in that connection in the body. Remember, so we yeah. we move, we let it go, we release, right. and it's all about you know continuously doing this sort of. Um, rejuvenation and right. recycling and, you know, clearing our channels and also body, also mind, and also spirit. Right. So it's that whole connection. I feel like it's so important to just keep letting go and f- the flow of breath, the flow of life, the right. flow of love and trusting in something higher, mm-hmm. you know, higher, bigger than us, that there is something. Because, some I was thinking this when you were just talking right now in my life there's been times that I've had quote unquote terrible things right yeah. bad things yeah. however had I not gone through that yeah. powerful things that happened later on wouldn't have you know happened. so much light that mm-hmm. have come out of the growth of that experience and even perhaps meeting somebody else for another situation or another job whatever it is Right. That had I not gone through that, that would have not even had that a space thing. to manifest. Right. And so, yeah. you know, sometimes when we think something is terrible <laughs> or bad yeah. or really dark, I am going to say to everyone right now, just just take a deep breath, wake up, say your prayers, do what mm. you need to do, go on with your day ground, and stay with it because there is light. There is yeah. light. And
1: a lot of times there's just something, there's something that's being shown to us, you know? And so it's important to keep moving forward, but at the same time, check in and. and say, why is this coming up? Sometimes it's literally just kind of energetic as per, you know, energy purging. So kind of like spiritual detox, just stuff coming up to be released. Sometimes there's a a message for us. Like for me, my most challenging time was when I was married, I was psychically shut down, I was physically ill, but rather than my life falling apart, it was really so it could fall together. And that was what led me to this work. It's what led to me coming back to myself. So it was really a blessing in, in disguise in so many ways.
0: Which, that's beautiful because that gives me so much hope and inspiration for Mm -hmm. the planet right now because, you know, we look at what's happening. Even I live in the United States, you live in the United States, and it's just Mm -hmm. chaotic at the moment, at least Mm -hmm. in my point of view. And then you look at, um, you know, many other countries as well. There's also a lot of chaotic and, you know, uh, energy that's really intense. And yet, with what you just said... You know, there's definitely room for something really positive to come right. forth. Yeah,
1: and I think we need to remember the kind of bigger picture, too, that even though it's it's really easy to look at this in kind of a microcosm kind of way with, you know, whatever's happening right now with ourselves or in the country, but also remember then the bigger picture, this is just like this tiny moment, right? And it's okay. And I have a, a different perspective than a lot of people because I know that when we, we die, we go over to the other side, and there's there's this is just a part of a much bigger tapestry. And so even if it seems intense and challenging, it's because these are important lessons for us to learn right now, and we can't really move forward without it. And once we learn the tough lesson, not just in this day, but in our life, then things get much easier so later. So on
0: a soul level, we want to learn. We want right. to grow. Right,
1: right. And... A lot of times growing and learning is challenging, you know, yeah. it's just kind of the part of the process. But so much of that pain is because of our psychological approach to it. You know, it's so much it's about the story and what we tell ourselves and our perception that things are bad or whatever. And then once we can pull back from that, it can often really help us with approaching it in a much more healthy and easy manner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's like, uh, it could be for so many, you you know, I, we, I could take that message that you just said. yeah, And I'm sure the listeners, you know, you guys can listen <laughs> to this over and over again and apply it to like some th- particular thing and apply it to like something right. so big. It could be in so many lenses, so many levels.
1: Right. Yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to shift gears here just a bit because I am interested in your new book. Great. Uh, Do you have a name for it yet? Yeah, it's
1: called How to Grow Your Business Fast by Writing a Book. So it's really how to use a book and create a book that is going to help you Share your message with whatever you do for work or whatever you want to do for work, and get it out there. So yeah, I'm
0: so excited to hear that because yesterday Mm -hmm. I was working here at Robert Public and I saw (laughs) you and I. We just started chatting, and I have I'm literally in that position, right? So and I have been asking for guidance And how because I have so much. They're like, here you go. (laughs) Yes, I have so much information, and I've actually reached out to some. Uh, publishing companies and I've looked into how to publish a a book and, you know, I've started writing it and a lot of it I I get is also like having the time to put all my stuff down. So that book is amazing that you're doing Mm -hmm. that. I I think it's going to help a lot of people like myself that have things that we we know it's already there this is just uh it's not like I'm like oh I want to write a book it's just a a result of you know 15 20 years of work that I am have right. already put and so now it's just a very organic f- place that I am but I am still having difficulty with the you know that's kind of how I am in general like the very technical thing right you know? like, yeah
1: there's a lot that goes yeah. into it
0: so nowadays is it um is it like easy to publish or is are you talking about self publish or are you talking about reaching out?
1: Yeah, self publishing, although I do talk about traditional publishing mm-hmm. in the book as well. And by the way, just getting like it's funny, as soon as we started talking about this, I got like kind of a little bit of tightness in the throat. And I'm getting there's a lot of people listening that. That they have been blocked in their throat chakra, and that this would be really helpful for them. So, if you're hearing this message, it probably means that you're meant to write. <laughs> it's probably for you. Um, but yeah, it's never been easier to write and release and why? publish a book. Why? That said, there's a lot of information out there, so it can be confusing. Um, Very confusing, right? Which is why I wrote this book. Like, I yeah. literally have gone to many conferences, and I've hired people, and I, you know, spend like tens of thousands of dollars figuring this stuff out and I'm like okay it doesn't need to be that complicated it's complicated it feels like a lot because there's so many options or it feels like there's so much well, information when you google
0: that stuff a lot comes up and then you go right. do I trust this person this company right. do I not trust exactly. them who are you know so it's just all over
1: <laughs> so I think it the main thing is, first of all, figure out what you want to write and uh, writing just like what you talked about, your story, like what you know is so powerful. That's what a lot of people are wanting to connect with. They want to hear about people's experiences, especially if it's relatable to them. So like my first book... I wrote in six weeks, and it was really just like me sharing my story and how I got to do what I do. And I, I've heard from so many people how helpful that was, just to hear that someone else had similar experiences. Then do for you example, send it
0: to an editor.
1: So yeah, you need to get it edited, and there's different types of editors. I go through that in the book, and I talk about like how to you know hire an editor, how to. Check to make sure that editor is a good one for your project. Then you want to go through, you know, get it formatted correctly. You know, there's formatting for a print book versus an ebook, and there's different ebook platforms. I go through all of that. Uh, You know, the cover design. You know, literally how to get it distributed. Like, none of these things are very complicated, but it can just be a lot to like take on when when you're new. Mm -hmm. Also, now with the internet, with self-publishing taking off, with a lot of resources, it's so much simpler than it ever was. Like, for example, getting your book into an ebook format is. Pretty simple now compared to how it used to be, like even five years ago. So it might seem like a big thing, but with a couple of like suggestions or tools or tips, it doesn't have to be that complicated.
0: Wow, (laughs) that's so cool.
1: Yeah, but it is. It is so powerful. One of the things about writing a book that's great is that the way that it tends to work is people, you know, they go to let's say Amazon or something and they search for a book topic or a book title. And then they find it. Like you don't. I'm glad have you to, brought that up. I was going to yeah, bring that up. you don't
0: have to. Like you told me that yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, I thought that was brilliant.
1: Yeah, you don't have to do. I mean, you can do advertising and things like that if you want to, but. There, I think there's also great power in creating it and putting it out there and then that people can find it. some
0: people, especially if there's a niche or you're writing right. about gardening or whatever it is, right. you're mm-hmm. going to type gardening and then you'll see what comes right. up. Right,
1: right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and of course I recommend having it on your website and doing those kinds of things. Of but um, if you are already writing a book about something that you're working in, it's just a natural fit and it's easy are to do. Are your
0: books... Um, like also in print or online? E-books, yeah, they're both.
1: in print. They're both. Yeah, so in print and eBooks and as so well.
0: And so, what do you think about having just an eBook? Is is it always good <sighs> to have a print? As you well? know.
1: I think it's great to have both. It's not that much harder to go from just one to the other. I mean, once you've written the book, there's just, you need to, you know, four, but you don't need to do that much um, to get it in print. There's some formatting things. And then, like, you know, doing a full cover versus just like the cover image, it's really not that much more. Same thing with an ebook. There's, you need to get it formatted for Kindle or, you know, some of the other e readers. But if you just know how to do that, it's not that bad. Either one, I think, is a good market. Even though there's a lot of people that read ebooks, it's still so powerful to be able to physically have that book right. in your hand and some people aren't reading ebooks. So I yes. think they're both important and to be honest, my sales are probably about half and half. Sometimes I sell more digital, sometimes I sell more print. But especially if it's something that's tied in with your work and you're you have a physical presence like either at a shop or you do events or you know speak or something, having a physical object is very, very important. Yeah. yeah.
0: What has changed for you since you became a publisher?
1: Oh my gosh, so much. Literally, writing and publishing has helped me grow and shift my business. I mean, there are other things too, hosting a podcast like we talked about. But since that started, you know, I was the most known psychic in my hometown of Lafayette, Colorado, when I started. And if actually, my first book, I had booked a talk at the Lafayette Public Library, <laughs> my little hometown, which is you know That's like awesome. twenty seven thousand. And I love I was like, Colorado. By the I oh, Thank you. Me too. And I I wanted to have something to share, and so I wrote the book, and I literally just like got it bound at the local print shop, and it was like spiral bound, like it was like you know pretty unprofessional, and uh, just meaning the sense that it wasn't like looking really professional. But the content was good, right? And then I went through and figured out how to shift it. So at that time, I was you know known in Lafayette. Then I moved to Denver, became well-known as a psychic in Denver. Then I moved to Los Angeles and became one of the um, better-known psychics in Los Angeles. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with me putting myself out there as a writer, as a podcaster, and just having something that people could look at, too. Because that's part of it, is it's like, instead of just... Me saying stuff on my website, you can look at the book, you can read reviews, you know, yeah. all that stuff is helpful.
0: It's it's awesome. I mean, it's even like now with this podcast, so many things you mentioned that I right. say I, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna, I need, I need to get <laughs> that book that you have because right. you have the books, yeah. So I can now go on my own time and support that idea that you just brought Thank into you. my podcast, which is. It's great to have that. And it's so powerful
1: as a teaching tool. I mean, one of the reasons I also was writing is I started writing is because there were things that, you know, I'm not, I mean, can you imagine how much time it would take for me to tell every single person (laughs) this? You know, a lot of time. Like, I don't have, like, there's just not enough time. So to be able to just give a person, like, the very detailed, important information for them in a reading, but then they could then just read all that stuff on their own. It's like way more efficient. You can reach more people. It's very powerful as a teaching tool.
0: So you know this this life, and many of us have um, lost loved ones. Yeah, that's something that's going to happen to all of us that we have to deal with. uh, You know, the passing of this body temple and Mm -hmm. friends, (laughs) and so we all have to go through it. So I feel like there's sometimes a lot of grief related to that with uh, with. I mean very normal, right? I mean, if you have a loved one who passed I my my father passed about a couple of years ago. Mm, yeah. And but I also like had one of my best friends pass when I was we were super tight when I was like eighteen. So that was a huge lesson for me because I was very young and it was the first time I had to deal with somebody that I knew and that was close to me dying and yeah. but you know, I feel like it's it's something that it's very we're very attached. And you mentioned that you're, you see this a little bit differently. So I was wondering if you maybe like had a, a message for, for the listeners, and if anyone's dealing with some grief or whatever it is, or if this comes up in your life, what happens? What do you think is just like a passage? Or, yeah.
1: So you know, when a person dies, they go through a transitionary phase. Once they go into the light, they will do some healing and do like a life review process where they sort of look at you know everything that happened when they were in this incarnation and that takes a different amounts of time for different people, and and then sometimes they you know fairly quickly go into another incarnation, and sometimes they stay on the other side and kind of work out and hang out there.
0: Is that something that they decide, or is that something uh, that is just a it's combination like okay. with
1: them and their? I would say their counsel or their spirit guides.
0: And why would anyone want to reincarnate?
1: Well, this or is you know to? the kind of the way we learn, right? It's it's kind of the difference between learning something in theory versus learning something in practice. Because there is learning about some of these things on the other side, but kind of like, you know, you can study to be a doctor, you can study to do whatever, but until you're actually doing it, it's just not the same. The, the truth is more messy, right? <laughs> than than whatever you may have learned. And so the way for us to really learn and to to actually be it in person is to to incarnate and, and do it this way. So there's a lot of different levels of learning happening here, for example, on earth right now. So there's a lot of like really young souls and a lot of old souls, more younger souls than older souls. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's learning different lessons. So that's why I think sometimes people have a hard time relating to other people. It's because look, they're at a different stage of development, or it's likely if you feel like you can't relate and they're learning a different lesson. They're lear- having a different experience because they need to. So it's important to release judgment about that, but also know that it's constantly happening. And in terms of grieving and dealing with people who've crossed over, first of all, just allow yourself to to grieve and be sad. I mean, that's it's totally normal. Even though I know what I know, I still have the emotional aspect of it. But also to know that it's not um, as kind of final and... Firm as we believe it, in the sense of there's a lot more crossover. Like they come and visit, it's way more from our perspective that they're that it's closed or finished than from theirs. Because a lot of times spirits will continue to come and visit and kind of hang out with us Mm -hmm. who are still incarnated. But unless you're very psychic or sensitive, you may not pick up on
0: that. Mm -hmm. So, and then, so if somebody's going through that. Would we, you know, I mean, I know like you can offer flowers, you can say prayers, but I've also heard from some people that it's good to not obsess over it because at some point, yes, grief and go through it, but at some point, like let it sort of like allow them to also absolutely like not be too, you know, or think of them in their highest light or the best self and just just send them love.
1: Send them love and whatever they may have gone through when they were incarnated, In most cases, when they cross over, that is not what they're dealing with. You know, so if someone was physically ill or in a lot of pain, you know, they're not going to be that on the other side. So Mm -hmm. don't feel sad. Don't be in pain or sadness for something that's no longer even happening for them. Right Just happens think a lot. That with the time
0: that we go is we, we kind of chose that, or is there a reason for that? I or? think it's
1: it's complex, um, so in yeah. some cases it's that way, and in some cases, there are accidents and things that happen where it maybe it wasn't kind of what was planned, but, but happened but it happened. Um, yeah. so it's a range, but in many cases yeah. it was it was the time for one reason or another, yeah. and even when there were accidents, there's still you know something to be learned from that.
0: Yeah. And I know you love animals. Yes, yes. So this morning, <laughs> I love animals too. Yeah. This morning, I have I have rescued animals, and I have um, I have a, a rescue horse. I have two dogs. Well, and then three dogs actually. One doesn't live with me, but still my dog. And then two cats. Most of the almost everybody. This one's a is a rescue. I've only had, Emilio is here with us. This yeah. one, everybody's like, what? Okay, my dog Emilio's here with us. He's just he's on adorable. the couch. <laughs> now he's just looking at us like, what? You're talking about me? Yes, I'm talking about you. So he's a rescue. I've had him for about two and a half years. This morning, I was listening to your podcast and he kept looking at the phone and really tuning in like his little ears and then he was like staring me at the face like and I'm like what and first I was I wasn't gonna bring him and at first I didn't even tune into it and then I just I know I had a message and said okay he wants to meet you he wants to come yeah I mean obviously he always (laughs) wants to come but he I it wasn't just that I felt like he was like I need to go with you to meet her. And when you got here today, you went to touch him, and he usually tries to bite. And he's very traumatized at a very hard background. And he was very open to you. He yes. was like, very sweet yeah. to you. He's very calm. He's like not.
1: Yeah, he's totally worrying. chill right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know. So sometimes I've heard to to not think because you know a lot of times I get caught up in the in the fact that he went through so much, yeah. and he's a rescue. But I've also been told to try to not think of him in that light so yeah. that that energy can shift totally. because there's a lot of little things that he still does that's like anxiety driven and you know just right. like they each have their own thing my my rescue horse has his own things too and but that would you uh, feel like you know, is that something, what, can, what could I work with, like with him? Yeah, just to- well,
1: I'm just getting to, to uh, just a general information to share for, for everybody who's listening that yeah. animals have had lots of incarnations and often have a life purpose and relationships with us as well. So I get that, that he and I have known each other. Before a soul. So it's part of like this kind of soul recognition that he like was like, oh, hi, you again. (laughs) So that's what I'm getting. Um, But yeah, I think what you said is really important to not view someone as like damaged or broken or an animal that way too. Also to know that they still are dealing with what they're dealing with. Um, Here, let me check in with angels and see what they would like to share about this. Uh, I'm just getting to approach animals with gen- gentleness and openness, but, and pay attention to their cues. So like when I approached him, like I always check in with it, with this animal, just like I would with a person and just say like, okay, what are you cool with? Like, are we good to connect, you know? And yeah. so a lot of times if you do that, then animals can kind of have it. They'll like check in with you as well. Mm-hmm. So that's an important thing. Um, but I'm getting you're doing a good job. I'm getting yeah, so I'm not getting any like big things for you yeah. to to shift and to do.
0: I've been very patient with yeah. him along the ride.
1: He like shows me like special. I did a little energy healing on him when I Thank met you. him earlier. You're welcome and that you can just do that too. Just put your hands on him and mm-hmm. just kind of send him Loving and peaceful energies, but he's he's on a deep level. He's he's very happy actually. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's
0: he used to be scared of everything, yeah, and everyone he feels because of everything satisfied. that has come. And now he's like, yeah. you know, opening up. I've yeah. seen him opening so much.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. They're, I'm just getting to you. Can um, like bless his water.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm. I would love to do yeah, that.
1: Just send like peace and. Loving kind of joyful energy to his water, and then he'll receive that in that way as well.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing yeah, that. You're welcome. <laughs> I have, a, um, I think many of the listeners we we love animals, and I want to have a many podcasts de- dedicated to animals. And yeah. you know, they're so they're so special, all of them, they they're are. just so amazing. Mm-hmm. They teach me so much,
1: yeah. I, and a lot of people I find uh discount animals and think of them as being like less evolved souls or something. And I have not found that to be the case. I mean, a lot of animals are, you know, just as old and turn you know, old's not really the right word, just as developed as, as a lot of humans and in some cases way more. So just to, to remember that with animals and also to honor their choice for whatever they've experienced. So whatever they've gone through, just like for us, there's a reason for that. So not to like feel bad,
0: Oh, thank you for right. saying that. I so, feel like I needed to hear this Yeah, you. this is so... Because I have a really hard time when I think of his... I right. get so emotional. I'm like, oh.
1: Yeah. I know that it's a big trigger, you know, because we tend to think of as animals as kind of, you know, defenseless or whatever. And I think that takes away their power and yes. it's not really accurate. And that's not to say that there aren't a lot of animals going through a lot of traumatic stuff right now. But if I really do believe that w- if things are happening, that there is a higher purpose or reason for it. And it's important not to just take that all on for ourselves and to honor and recognize that that's there.
0: Just like with us. Just like with a a person. Yeah, a human person, I should say. (laughs) Don't take that power away from them. Right, right. Be the best pet parent you can be. Sure. Do the best, you know, do, I, I, I particularly work with some organizations and do stuff with animals. But- I, and that's a lesson that I'm learning. And you said yeah. that, and I actually understood what you're yeah. saying on okay, a deeper good, level. But good. I feel like I just learned something because <laughs> yeah. I have been in this past of like victim. Also, with with for, it's it's weird. Like with people, I actually I teach people how to know, not be in this p- place of victimizing. You right. Know? Like we're not victims. Take responsibility. Right. We're all here to learn. Let's grow. We yeah. learning some. But with that's my my trigger point, and right. so. I get keep getting sucked into, but it doesn't mean I don't want to. you don't help anymore. It just right. means like empower them.
1: Empower them, and also just again, remember that if if someone human or otherwise is going through something, then there is a reason for it. There's something that they are experiencing or learning out of that situation, and it is important for us not to just be trying to kind of save everybody. From their experiences because in some cases if that's something that that being needs to experience that even if we kind of stop it from happening this time it may just have to happen again later Mm -hmm. right in order for them to fully understand and be in that experience to learn whatever they need to learn out of it.
0: Yeah, and as a person, if you're around anyone or any being or any animal in a situation that they, if they're going through something or they're dealing with some trauma, I think the answer is love. Is always yeah. love.
1: Yeah, send them even if you know, even if you it's not a situation that you can help or you're not feeling that that's the appropriate thing personally. Sending sending them love, asking the angels to help is a great thing to do. You know that's so powerful, and you just never know what's going to come out of that
0: yeah that's beautiful thank you You're I know welcome. I try to just you know send them love and treat them as best as I can all of them they're all all my little pet, pets are they're just amazing and I'm so thankful to have you know all of them in my life and yeah. it's awesome
1: they're such healers yeah too. <laughs> they are they heal me I try to start
0: my day every day with hanging out with them and go out a little bit in nature even if it's just to the tree right by my house or yeah. something I just need to like have some fresh air and
1: Totally before
0: I go and see all my <laughs> classes and my clients and healing. You know, grounding right. is so important. Absolutely. But thank you so much for doing Gosh. this. Yeah, this this welcome. has been so enlightening, this conversation. I love have these mm-hmm. having these conversations and I really love that I was able to have this conversation with you in particularly. Mm-hmm. I feel it's a blessing and mm-hmm. having you on my podcast a huge blessing as well. And I was actually asked this morning to ask you this. Do you have right now a message to okay. our planet or the world? What's, do you want to yeah. leave us with a message? Let me
1: check in here and see what wants to come through. Yeah, it's, it's mirroring what, what we were just talking about for animals, that each of us is so powerful. And just to remember how powerful you are, If you're listening to this, and that whatever you've been told is not possible or that you can't do, that it's really not true unless you decide for it to be true. And so it's time for everyone to individually take their power back and to stop feeling and believing that they are a victim of the system and learn whatever it is that they came here to learn and step into their power and share and teach others what they know. So that that seems really important. Let me see. It feels like there's another message too. Just showing me that a lot of these intense things that are happening around the world are happening again for a reason and that there is light afterwards. So whatever you perceive to be going that you might think is bad or, you know, intense or whatever, that there is a light purpose for it and just not to get I get overly worried about it. Like send light, send love, um, but to try uh find your peace within whatever's happening with all of that.
0: Wow. <laughs> Amen to that. Thank that you. was amazing. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much. Um, I'm really looking forward to listening to your podcast more. Oh, thank you. And I hope everyone can um, tune in to Laura's podcast as well. And if anyone wants to get a hold of you yeah. and they felt inspired or they would like to speak to you, you also do on over the phone, right? Consultations yeah. or readings. Mm-hmm. How yeah. can they get a hold of you? you sure?
1: sure. Yeah. So, my website, healingpowers.net, has a lot of information. Um, and that I have a you know newsletter that you can sign up there, lots of free blog posts, and link to my podcast. Um, you can also email me. My email is lauramichellepowers at gmail.com. That's also linked from my website if you want to look there. And yeah, a lot of my clients are over the phone and love do to you hear Skype from people. Or is it phone I can do or- Skype or FaceTime or phone. Yeah. Either way, so depending on whether you you know want that visual, a lot of them are phone, but I, I let the client choose on that yeah, one.
0: That's good. And mm-hmm. so I will also include on my podcast the link to your podcast, great, thank and you, and your website and all that. Wonderful. Thank, thank you, you so much for doing Aww. this. I, I hope that you have a wonderful uh, trip in New Orleans. I mean, the last couple of two more days, right? Yeah, or three more days. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and I'm just getting to share too. Um, I do come here regularly, so if anyone is a local. New Orleans or Louisiana person, I'll be back here uh, end of July, and then I'm sure again after that because I just keep coming back. <laughs> that's
0: really good to know because I actually yeah. had uh, those what we talked about that maybe I could oh, do that. The yeah. Training, oh, know, absolutely. July, yeah. If that's gonna happen This time, okay, but perfect. And just good luck to you, like with everything and thank on the you. road with a book with with everything that you do and you know may you also have as much blessing in your life as you give to other people.
1: Oh, thank you. And Nana. it all
0: it's all. Cooked. It all comes in full circle. You get what you give. So I feel like you are super supported. I feel that when I'm around
1: you. Thank you, Natalie. Well, I feel like everything you're saying for me is for you as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. And thanks, everyone, for listening uh, to another episode with Laura and sending love and light to you wherever you are in the world. Big hugs, kisses. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.